Welcome to the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. I'm your host, Harriet Blevins. This podcast is designed to empower, educate, and encourage women of all ages and stages of life in their walk with God. Our goal and intent is to provide you with the best content and topics relevant to your lives as Christians. We will have conversations with other leaders all along the way and discuss topics all of us want and need to hear. I'm so happy you're here, and I hope you enjoy the journey with me. Hello, beautiful people. I'm so happy you're joining me on today's episode of the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. I want to first and foremost say a genuine and wholehearted thank you. I know today you could be doing a lot of other things, so I want you to know how grateful I am that you're joining us today. We always want this space to be empowering for Christian women, a place where you can come and hear the truth of God's Word in an unashamed way, a place where culture isn't ignored but leaned into, and a place where we can grow and hopefully learn something new. At the time of this recording, we are at the end of October 2023. As you know, by the time you're hearing this, Israel has now been under massive attack by Hamas and has endured a massacre unlike anything since the Holocaust. I've always heard it only takes one generation to forget, and it has now been about 80 years, and here we are. I'm astounded when I see all the young people calling for the freedom of Palestine. To hear the anti-Semitism spewing in the streets of America against the Jews is mind-blowing. Another word that comes to mind when I think of it is disgusting. It is disgusting to behold and to hear the lies and the hate-filled rhetoric coming at us from every direction. So today, I want to talk a bit about using our voices. Now, if you've been around sisterhood any length of time, you know we love to talk about using our voices for the kingdom of God. But the reality is it is very hard in such a hate-filled, divided country and culture. One of the most shocking things to happen recently, I believe, is all the elites and the higher educated people who now believe in this. I thought we were way past anti-Semitism in this nation, but apparently not. Harvard University has had 34 different on-campus groups come out in the last week protesting against Israel with these words, "'From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free.'" Do you know what they mean by that? I do. They mean that the nation of Israel must cease to exist in order for Palestinians to be free. It means the complete extermination of an entire race of people, the Jews. It means complete genocide. There are some who always call for what is called a two-state solution. That's what Israel has been trying to do. They gave up the beautiful land of Gaza in 2005 in order to appease America and the rest of the world. But Hamas and other Palestinian organizations continued to send rockets and bombs almost daily into Israel. That's why the Israeli people have safe rooms and they know how to defend themselves because they have to do it daily. And speaking of Gaza, have you seen recent pictures of it? And I'm not talking about the ones from the damage of the war against Israel, not not the ones over these past two to three weeks, but the ones that show what the Palestinians have done to that once beautiful, flourishing land. Well, I'll describe it for you. It's a basic hellhole. 
When interviewed, the Palestinians living in Israel, and there are Palestinians that do live in Israel. They don't live in Gaza. They live in Israel. They say they never want to live anywhere other than Israel because it is so much better for them and their families. What Hamas has done to the peaceful people of Israel is nothing short of monstrous. I would say animal-like, but most animals don't behead dead babies. The atrocities committed against them have been almost unbearable to hear about. But notice our friends, the mainstream media, are quick to jump in and call for a ceasefire. Ceasefire. Now they want weapons laid down and peace. They don't think Israel has a right to defend herself against such hellish acts, but they are wrong. They are on the wrong side of both history and the Bible. Sometime back, I preached a message at church called Tent Pegs and Nightcaps, and it was the Old Testament story of Jael. Now, you remember Jael because she's the one who drove the tent peg through the temple of her enemy and the enemy of Israel. What do you think the mainstream media would say about her today? I mean, I think we probably know. They would land in the same Antichrist lane that they always have. The other day, I was talking to a Jewish friend of mine, and she said, Harriet, can I ask you a question? Of course. She said, why does the world hate the Jews so bad? See, even they don't fully understand the hatred and violence against them. Every generation since the beginning of the Jewish race has tried to exterminate them. And here we are again at another saculum or turning of history. Sadly, we are seeing many Americans behaving just like those Germans did when the cattle cars would drive by their churches filled with the Jews as they were heading out to the concentration camps. Those Germans in those churches would just sing louder and louder so that they could not hear their cries for help. This morning, I've been reading and pouring through some scriptures, and Joel, too, has jumped off the page to me. Now, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's 30-some verses. I'm just going to kind of jump around. But here's how it starts out. It says, Blow a trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm on my holy mountain and let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of the Lord is coming. Indeed, it is near. A day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness. As dawn is spread over the mountains, so there is a great and mighty people, and there has never been anything like it, nor will there ever be again after it, to the years of many generations. Now, this is talking about the mountain of Zion, the people of Israel. A fire consumes before them, and behind them a flame devours. The land is like the Garden of Eden before them, but a desolate wilderness behind them, and nothing at all escapes them. Their appearance is like the appearance of horses, and like war horses they run. With the noise as chariots, they leap about on the tops of mountains. Like the crackling of a flame, a fire consumes the stubble, like a mighty people drawn up for battle. Ooh, before them, the people are in anguish and all their faces turn pale. I want to say something to you. When the people of Israel and the military of Israel gets organized and together, there is nothing like it. It is a fearsome thing to behold because the God of angel armies actually fights for them. So it goes on down and you can, you can look up Joel too. It's pretty amazing. 
as it goes on in voice, verse 14, it says, who knows? God might return and relent and leave a blessing behind him, resulting in a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. And then it says again in verse 15, blow a trumpet in Zion and consecrate a fast. Proclaim a solemn assembly. Gather the people. Sanctify, that means set apart the congregation. Assemble the elders. Gather the children, the nursing infants. Have the groom come out of his room and the bride out of her bridal chamber. This is Joel is speaking prophetically of Jesus and his church right here. He is the groom. The bride coming out of her bridal chamber is the church of Jesus. Let the priest, the Lord's ministers, weep between the porch and the altar and let them say, spare your people, O Lord. If you go on down to the end of the chapter, it says, then I will compensate you for the years. And you all, most of you know this verse, that the swarming locusts have eaten, the creeping locusts, the stripping locusts, the gnawing locusts, my great army, which I sent among you, you will have plenty to eat. You will be satisfied. You will praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you, and then my people will never be put to shame. So, this is verse 27, that you will know that I am in the midst of Israel. That has never changed until today. It goes on to say, and that I am the Lord your God. There is no other, and my people will never be put to shame. It will come about after this that I will pour my spirit out on all mankind. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will have dreams. Your young men will see visions. And even on my male and female servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will display wonders in the sky and on the earth, blood, fire, and columns of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. And it will come about that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, as you can see from this massive portion of scripture I just read and others that God has his eye on Israel, it is his land. And the Bible says it is never to be divided. He is jealous for his people and for his land, the nation of Israel. So friends, I want to tell you today, if you're finding yourselves pulled into this from a place of emotional angst because there are innocent people dying and being put into harm's way, I want you to to begin to read your Bible. I want you to pick up your Bible and I want you to read what it says. There is never a place in the Word of God where God has changed His mind about Israel or reverses His covenant with them. And that is good news for us because let me tell you, if He would go back on His promises to them, then He would do the same for us. But He hasn't and He won't. As I have looked out at the atmosphere we're currently finding ourselves in, I have noticed the same people who burned down cities all over America three years ago are the same groups and organizations who are marching today for the genocide of the Jews. So search your own heart. Settle this issue today because it really matters. If you ever wonder where we are on the timeline of the world, the entire world, and the ending of the world, I want you to keep your eye on Israel. Watch Israel. Then bless her. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem so that you and your family will be blessed. Let me pray for you today as we go. Father God, thank you for your intention toward humankind. Thank you that you sent our Savior, a Jew, to take upon himself what we could not and cannot do. Today, we want to turn our hearts towards Israel, and we bless that great nation today in your name. We ask that every battle they face be won with great victory and triumph. We lay hold of the promises and blessings because of that.
We pray for the innocent people of the Palestinians and the Arabic people who are caught in the midst of this battle, and we ask for great testimonies to come out of this time. We love you, Jesus, and we thank you for being the kindest one we know. In your name we pray. Amen. So today I want to leave you with a tip of the day, as always. Uh, Y'all, we're living in a wonky time. I mean, you've just heard the podcast, so it's wonky. It's a really weird time, and I know you know that. But here's my tip of the day today, and it may sound sort of weird maybe, but it's I promise it is sort of necessary. So here is your tip of the day. Use cash for one daily transaction. Use cash for one daily transaction. Now, this took some restructuring in my own personal life because I was in the habit of never carrying cash and only using a card for everything. But the global banking system is already dismantling our economic system. So our dollar has never been devalued at the rate it currently is. So it's important for you and I to take responsibility and keep a little bit of cash flowing through our economy. Every little bit of it helps its value. So maybe today it's your daily coffee. Maybe it's paying for your lunch each day with cash instead of your credit or debit card. Maybe it's gassing up your car. Whatever is easiest for you, just choose one thing and do it daily. If every American did that, it would drive up the amount of cash floating through our system and help the value of the dollar hold. Okay, that's short and sweet. That's all I got for you today. So I hope you heard something that opened up your heart and your eyes a little. I hope that revelation uh, has come to your heart in some type of way today and God's heart uh, for this topic has been revealed to you. You know, we're living in serious and sobering times, but I believe Jesus wants us to carry his joy and his love to all of those around us. So sisterhood, I want you to shine, shine, shine. Until next time, go make your life awesome.